listening to James Valentine on ABC Radio. Welcome to today's meeting of the Even Greater Sydney and State Planning Committee. Co-chair is H.G. Nelson and we are the world's most transparent government body. Um, in some ways we're not a government body because we're neither appointed by government nor elected by you, but uh, we advise government in a way that uh, we know works. And the way in which we know it works is that so much of what we say comes to pass and the way in which we know it works is because we say it here out loud, they can simply take on the ideas as though they're theirs and never have to give anybody else any credit. So we know it's very, very effective. If we were a committee, you know, behind closed doors, filing a report, then you'd be getting your freedom of information out and before too long, you know, Channel 9 and, you know, Four Corners would bring us down and the whole we'd be up before ICAC, you know, in, in, in a second. Uh, but it would... With this, we are free. We are untrammeled. Uh, there are no, there's no, there's no commercial inconfidence. There's no commercial lack of confidence. There's no, there's no commerce taking place here. So it's all free and frank advice being given out loud by H. N. Nelson, myself, on issues of Sydney and state planning. H. N. Nelson, very good afternoon. Yes, uh, thanks very much, Mr. Valentine. An excellent introduction. Again, this idea which we've talked about a lot on mm. this over the years of doing this. How many times have we come? to the revitalisation of Oxford Street. Mm. Uh, Again, it's on the agenda. Uh, Oxford Street is set to be transformed, Mm. according to the nine newspapers. Uh, Transformed under a City of Sydney plan to turn the faded strip into a cultural and creative precinct, raising building heights and opening it to hundreds of millions of dollars of development. Now, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. People who live and work there turn the faded strip... The faded strip, the faded strip. I, I don't see it like that at all. Well, can I also just can I bring up a point very, you know, immediately? It's um it's not full as it is. Why do you need to go any higher? How about you fill that up first and then uh, whack a bit more on the top? Buildings already lining the one point three kilometer corridor from Surrey Hills to Paddington will be allowed to add wait for it. Two stories. Two stories. I know, they've gone all out. Wow. See, I immediately thought yeah. 32 stories yeah. would be about right. Yeah, well, that's, you know, if they wanted true vibrancy. But, uh... <laughs> that's right, you have to go up. <laughs> Two stories as part of a package named at boosting the 24-hour economy, cementing the strip as a local centre and increasing the number of cultural and entertainment venues. Mm. I come to my theme always yeah. when people talk about venues, Australia has more theatrical and entertainment property built than anywhere else in the world and less payment for people to put things on in it oh, than almost anywhere yeah, else in the that's world. That's true. And probably we've got more things built, um, but only, you know, what, half as many open. Like half of them are shut, aren't they? <laughs> like, like your Roxy at uh, Parramatta and the like. You know, any number of venues just sitting there waiting for somebody to well, resuscitate. Just sidetracking for a moment, oh. I see that eateries, not sure what qualifies an eatery as opposed to a cafe or a restaurant, oh, yeah. but that's me. Eateries, eateries mm. the thing that was discovered by the light rail, the Sydney oh, yes. light rail yeah. coming down George Street, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of them only open a couple of nights a week because they can't find staff. Yeah, yeah. They well, can't find is, staff. Well, they, because they used to all come from Scandinavia. Mm. Um, they'd be here for a year. Um, they'd, be, or they'd be working there for six months before they went to work in Cairns. Um, so you've got, I think there was a story about the same problem around um, the Kimberley. They, they can't find staff for anything, really. There's no, there's no workers for anything because everybody used to be a backpacker. So uh, Right. Now, wages, would wages be an issue here? Um, you mean the paying of wages? Well, they, the, the old idea. Paying, oh, they're not paying enough for anybody to be interested. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think there's a bit of that, but I think it's also just numbers. There's just no... Just the weight of numbers. Too many people have opened up things where... So all those images through COVID year one, COVID year two, which yeah. we're in now, mm. of 
the nation at work yeah. featuring hard-pressed baristas yeah. trying to fill a coffee order with somebody shouting, can I have a croissant and all that sort yeah. of stuff, as the nation at work mm. are going to be images of a certain period yeah, in our history, that's right. not images of the future. You'll look back at them on like, as you might look at an image of the Hungry Mile or the image of a uh, shearing shed. You yeah. know, that sort of thing uh, will be the kind of thing. We perhaps need to look at a, uh, at a barista visa. You know, if you're fully vaccinated, um, if you want to come here for six months, if you don't mind living in lockdown, we can uh, provide a uh, waitering job for you. Now, do you know, that's really interesting because, as you know, in my other hat, wearing my other hat, I mm. work on a program called Bludging on the Blind Side. Yeah. One of the things that we've discovered this year is that rugby league in the bush is dying. Mm. It's completely lost its mojo. Mm. There's no buzz about rural and regional football anymore, I've decided to approach the Migration Department to issue a rugby league visa. This would be people who would be prepared to come from anywhere in the world and work in rugby league activities, mainly volunteering, of course. So as you might find that the mudgy, let's call them the mudgy dragons, Mm. they need somebody to blow up their jumping castle because there's a sidebar to the game, there's a jumping castle for the kids. They need somebody to come and put the urn on. They need somebody to put the pie wall on. So this is not to play... No, well, that's that would be possible. Right. I think you would be an A-class citizen if you were prepared to play, yeah. but a, a B-class licence if you wanted yeah. to come and help so out. I'm just, I, would have thought, I would have thought there'd be an enormous number of, uh, of Americans who'd gone to your lesser college on your football scholarship who hadn't quite made it into the Green Bay Packers or whatever, uh, even though they, they seem to require about 700 people to go Do and it. pack her down for them, um, who would, would appreciate a couple of years of rugby league out here and could probably pick up the game. Quite quickly. They would. Uh, we're not offering huge amounts. We're offering the idea of that you would then take on a job in the local community because the club yep. had contacts, say, yep. in the, uh, let's call them the soft furnishing area, just mm. to pick uh, the, a trade we know well yep. here on this program. Yep. Daryl Maguire does excellent yep. work in the Wagger area. Yep. Vertical drapes, horizontal drapes, all that sort of stuff. Daryl needs someone in the warehouse. Exactly. The, uh, the, 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 the dragons need somebody to buy up the jumping castle. Synergy. We can provide some a comm and the shearing shed that's not being used much anymore. Now you're talking. Um, so it could work very, very well. And you know so one... something similar perhaps for your hospitality industry where you start to say the same sort of thing. Now, Kimberly, mm. can I suggest the Grey Nomad community oh, yeah. get together? Yeah. We establish a website. They yeah. don't need employment continuously. They no. might only need employment for a section of the, no. of the season. Let's call mm. it the season. Mm. But they are prepared to stay for longer than a week. I don't mm. think a week... You, by the time you train them where to put mm. the vanilla slice with the coffee and all yep. that sort of stuff. A lot of people will know this instinctively yeah, yeah. because oh, they're exactly. Australians. They're Australians. Uh, yeah. So I think the grey nomads and migration are the answers here, but targeted migration. That's right. No point willy-nilly inviting people to come here. You're never no. going to get anywhere. No. They'll just clog up the eateries. Look, you say there's a spot here. You can come in if you're going to go there and if you've got the relevant skills, i.e. you understand, you know... Rugby league. You understand rugby league. You could you have and to learn rugby league. And, and, and off you go. Can I return to the uh, issues around Oxford Street yes. and say, look, I was similarly excited to see that Oxford Street was being added to uh, what I think of as a perennial list of streets that are always under, under improvement. <laughs> Parramatta Road. And that's Parramatta Road, William Street, Oxford Street, and uh, I think we can also add Macquarie Street as a new, uh, a new yes. uh, arrival on that list as well, following uh, the, Keating, the Keating stroll uh, <laughs> down Macquarie Street with his keen eye for uh, civic improvement. And I think... Um, so I, I'm happy to, to watch Oxford Street undergo the same sort of process whereby 
what I fear, I, you know, I was, I was actually, I was both excited that Oxford Street had been announced and disappointed that Oxford Street had been announced because now having been announced, nothing will happen at all um, witness William Street and Parramatta Road. So it, it worries me that we may see nothing there, um, but, it, but I would like to feel as though, um, you know, what it, I'd like to put forward perhaps a new principle a principle, um, yes. a new principle, expect, expect principle, expect principle today, which I, I would like to see take root, and it's it's what I would call organic development, or uh, a process of benign neglect. Um, so, I, can I encourage the state and, and and city government to do nothing at all about developing Oxford Street, but don't stop anybody from doing anything in Oxford Street? No. Well, you see, last week we broke the story, I think, that we're entering a new golden age of infrastructure. Mm. Now, does the Oxford Street announcement, well, as you point out... Oh, yeah, is it part of the golden age? Yeah, yeah, mm. but I take your point is announcements are part of the golden age. I yes. mean, it would be wrong to it's think... It's a golden age of announcing. Correct. Yeah. It would be wrong to think, bang, 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 what's that noise, jackhammers in Oxford yeah. Street? It's not going to be like that's, that. No, that's right. I mean, settle down, That's tiger. right. That's right. And, but, in fact, the best thing they could do now would be to quietly forget about it, <laughs> perhaps hold an inquiry into how that announcement ever happened, but then don't stop anybody who suddenly says, I wouldn't mind putting a nightclub uh, on the first level of the courthouse hotel. If, if they want to do that, to go, yeah, sure, go right ahead. You know, or if somebody said, someone's walking along and, you know, I don't know, they've above the leather shop there, you know, the, the fetish shop or whatever it is, if they want to put a oh, yeah. Thai restaurant there, yeah, sure. Just don't stop it. Don't stop anything from happening. Just let right. it happen. This is what I mean. I think, I think there's too much control. There's too much trying to figure out. There's too much precinct making. There's too much what? place making. Stop making places and just let stuff happen. Can I point out the stuff that used to happen there is happening elsewhere? That's right. So the difficulty is is to make it attractive to mm. get the stuff that's happening elsewhere now back into where it was happening originally. Yeah, that's right. I think those that sort of idea now is requiring a new disruption, yeah. a new generation of people who maybe don't want shops, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who don't need big uh, mm. frontages on the street there. Mm. That's right. So, who've, who've had pre's, who've had the Uber food, food delivered, who've had Deliveroo bring dinner around, so then they're looking to go out. That's what I notice the young people doing. They've done everything before they go out. So I don't know what you offer them once they're out, but uh, do that. Okay, Lord Mayor said the draft changes which councillors are unanimously endorsed for public exhibition this week aim to balance the street's heritage with the need for development. Now, that's a big oh, ask. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're breathing new life into the fabulous strip with innovative controls to support growth and diversity, protect heritage and character and promote both day and nighttime economies, yeah. all while ensuring the development of the cultural space such as new basement bars and space for creatives. Well, that'll never happen. That's right. I'm telling you that now. That's right. Now, can we come back to another area of the city, mm. King's Cross? Yes. Now, the government came up with a great wheeze of tipping everything out of King's Cross mm. so as the local property prices could mm. go through the roof. Yep. Now they're desperate to dump all this sort of stuff that they think is going to happen in Oxford Street back in the cross. Oh, yeah. They want it back there. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. it'll never happen. Yeah. Are these the same people that brought around a lockdown for about five years that stopped all of this nighttime economy that they're now so keen to resuscitate? <laughs> That's right. the same people? Yeah. Sadly, they're the same people. <laughs> They see the light rail, unfortunately, right. goes sort of almost to Oxford Street. Must cross it somewhere. No, maybe it doesn't. Crosses higher than that. So it crosses yeah, yeah. Burke Street and yeah. so on, those sort of places, right. down Devonshire Street. Oh, I see where you are. So yeah. all of a sudden you've got this whole shift away from Oxford Street right. up into, you know, Redfern Street right. and so on, of, of um, Redfern, which was, of course, always much cheaper to buy and rent in mm. there a while ago. Mm. Now it's, of course, sky high. Can I also say that what I don't hear from governments anymore 
is any talk of their relationship with what really drove Sydney nightlife uh, from probably the Rum Rebellion until uh, after the Vietnam War, uh, and that's organised crime. Um, why they're not talking to crime at all about Sydney nightlife, uh, it really was at its best when it was illegal. And so the other thing that they could do if they really wanted to get stuff happening in uh, Oxford Street, it would be just to, make, just to ban everything, uh, but allow a black market night economy to flourish because that's how it used to work and it, gee, it was great. Right, you're talking about a period of time that I can't remember much about, but I'll oh, take it stretched as... into our, our era. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, I, I take your point entirely. Look, um, I do think there's... A, well, remember, um, technology and dope are really the only things that change music, so you've got yeah. to wait for another wave of that to come Oh, along, OK, right. And then you'll kind yeah. of work that yeah, through. Yeah. The okay. difficulty that I have is, is that entertainment has radically altered yeah. since the great age of Abe yeah. Saffron or the mm, golden age of true. Abe Saffron, that's if true. that was a golden age, yeah, or yeah. Lenny McPherson You're saying and so on. Ricky May possibly mightn't be performing at any of these venues, uh, nor Billy Thorpe. You mean Ricky May won't be performing? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Billy Thorpe won't be playing. No, I know. Mental as anything won't be playing. No. This thing might be something different in terms Sadly, of en- I do entertainment. Think. Yeah, And yeah. Is, I hesitate to use this because I have a a BGN revulsion of it is Eurovision style oh, entertainment. Okay. You know, I mean, I'm not sure how you adapt that to a space right. on Oxford Street, right. but somehow you, people come up with great ways of thinking about how using these spaces and, mm. uh, you know, mm. sort of not being. But I suppose that's what I'm trying to say is that the worst thing that happens here, this is, this is the equivalent of parents planning the, the party after the school formal. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, the kids will do that. Just let them do what, what they need to do. This is the same thing. If, if once, once government comes in and says, we're going to make this a lively precinct for creatives, right, it's never the creatives happen. run a million miles. No, it's never going to happen. If the government says, we're shutting it down, the creatives can have it, then it'll just sort of flourish. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even go that far. I'd mm. just say, we're shutting it down. We're shutting it down. <laughs> That's right. We're just going to... And then, then they'll sort of... They'll weasel their way into the basements and start stuff going yeah, up. But don't... Can I ask us not to open up the discussion about how uh, entertainment works because mm. we'll be here forever. That's and right. the difficulty is is that you're talking to a group of people generally in this lot, and I don't consider myself an expert on modern entertainment, mm. who don't understand that and probably as, and have as little grasp as I have on yeah. it. But yeah. it's not as it was. No. Do you suspect, do you, does, do, are you worried at all that what we might see in Oxford Street is pavers and planter boxes? Oh, I... No, I'm terrified. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's the future of it. That's right. And, um, you know, sort of a lot of those bikes yeah. that you rent. Yeah. Do you and reckon they might um, – yeah, that's right. There'll be orange bikes. Or the red bike. And pavers, planter boxes. I'll be, uh, I'll be very happy if the refurb of Oxford Street and, and I'm assuming Taylor Square, which I think has gone through six refurbs in my life, lifetime, um, whether this time they get rid of uh, what I now think of as the upside-down toilet. Do you know those um, – those oh. where, where it, it's it's water spouting out of the pavement. Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's just sort of like it's just yeah, it's just no, water just comes out. It's good um, in summer where you can run in it. It's good for the first fortnight of its life when it's got the vigour, mm-hmm. uh, when it sort of goes where it's meant to go, and then mm-hmm. it never works again. You get half a dead pigeon in there. You get someone stuffs a sausage roll in another one, and it just never works again. Really, no. No, maybe fountains aren't the go for Oxford Street. Mm, mm. That uh, corner, though, that you're talking about, God, they've 
really tipped some effort into that over the years. Oh, haven't so they? much! So many pavers and planter boxes have gone in there, and it's still and revitalising. It still, still does work. And I've heard something that that whole corner, that the Kinsellas and the courthouse, is meant to turn into a giant Hemsian, Hemsian ivy kind of venue. That's the whole be, thing. They're going to be one one big thing. Yeah, oh, so, hang on a minute. You want crime in the area? You've got to have the courthouse. You've got to have the courthouse. That doesn't make any sense. And you've got to have some dodgy restaurant one, in the middle of, of there. One of my neighbours has got to be bought and sold every year and turned into something else. That's just standard. Mm. Mm. I hadn't thought about the courthouse. Mm. I might think about ch- do, getting something to go in the courthouse. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the, as you point out, the essence of success yeah. in Sydney yeah. is crime. You know... I tell you what... The though, essence of success is crime, and you can judge a good night out in Sydney if at 4am you're at the courthouse. That's it. <laughs> Things have gone well. Now, of course, <laughs> people will say, well, we're missing the obvious. We can't mention names, obviously, mm. because we're getting into trouble again. Mm. Um, but, but there are criminals around. I mean, people who walk on the... Mm. Deadly side mm. of the I just street. don't think they're as See, interested in show business and entertainment as they once were. Well, did a, you know? didn't a brother of rugby league player this week import 150 tonnes of coke? Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. See, I mean, there's plenty of brothers of rugby league players. <laughs> that's right. that I, think we're down. <laughs> I mean, that's a general. I mean, that's a given in rugby brother league. Brother or son. Uh, anyway, well, somebody both, related both, to both. somebody in rugby league <laughs> did something wrong, allegedly. Now, um, what, more, what more crime do you want than that? I know, but I don't get the sense. There was something, the relationship between crime and show business oh, no. was, was, ah. was strong. And, and, and it was partly because the criminal wanted to be at the, be at the nightclub. I'm not sure if the criminal wants to be there anymore. No, this is an excellent observation. Mm. Um, no, that's an excellent observation, mm. and it would take a PhD thesis to... I reckon it's a great PhD thesis. It's a great thing. PhD thesis. I mean, to me, you know, the sense that you had the front table at the club and Frank was singing, you know, the Sinatra no, no, was no, singing. No, 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 no. That, that was, was status. You know, they built Vegas <clears throat> for themselves, remember? So... Well, that runs from here back to about Christopher Marlowe. Yeah, easily. Um, probably beyond that, I was yeah, yeah. trying to ask. I was at a do the yeah. other night about uh, the clubs of Sydney, yeah. and I was talking to somebody who worked in the researching the gambling interest. Mm. She said that uh, even in the ancient world, there were bets. Oh yeah, yeah. I was stunned. Yeah, totally. I thought it was a TAB free existence. Yeah, no, no, no. I think they were betting on. They'd be, they'd be, they'd bet on. You know, everything. Two geese and their entrails. Uh, in, in the ah, Roman yeah. time. But anyway, the Oxford Street development we're very excited about and we can see some potential there. Uh, this is the even greater Sydney and State Planning Committee. H.G. Nelson, uh, further, um, further, oh, well, further thing? Look, there's just a couple of... I mean, we've been inundated with stuff lately. It's hard to keep up. Mm. In the budget, there was a $1.5 billion push to put 100,000 apprentices on. Now, it'll never happen if you just print a report in the paper. As right. we know... In the past, how we've got the apprentice numbers up is by giving Scott Cam about $375,000. Yeah, that's right. Now, there's no allocation for Scott Cam in this. Right. He's the one who can explain to Midnight yeah. Oil people and to Big Day Out audiences the yeah. drama of the dovetail joint. Yes. Unless yes. we get that, we're never going to get anywhere with this. We need people to have a role model. Yeah. And Scott Cam, who obviously worked as a carpenter, I think, originally, yeah. now has a television you know, franchise yeah. around the world, all this sort yeah. of stuff. Gainfully employed. That's what kids want to get involved yeah, in. Yeah. So we need to put some money, about maybe one billion of this, in Scott Cam's way and let yeah. him fiddle around with the other five. Well, half that's right. That's right. Could you do something? You know, most of the shows, most of your reality shows, are professions in which you can be an apprentice. So what if on the well, block or on your master chef, you had an apprentice team? You know, each one well, every 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 year. You know, there was a 
they, you know, they, these people are, are, are apprentices and they're having a go at the block. You know, these are a couple of apprentice chefs having a go on MasterChef. I've got nothing wrong with that. The MasterChef often has a junior MasterChef, I think. I don't think there's a junior block equivalent. Oh, but I don't mean like kids. I mean, oh, I think you mean actual, actual apprentices. 20 year old apprentices kind of thing. They're, they're, they're in the thing. Now, it's an excellent idea. Mm. Can I point out reality television? I mean, how do we get Big Brother? Youngsters or apprentices in yeah, Big Brother, yeah, that's true. or Married at First Sight, or the yeah. Bachelor, Bachelorette, yeah. and so on. Well, I, th- I think some of the you, you could you'd happily say to oh. a Bachelorette or something, an know, apprentice bachelor. You're an apprentice plumber, and we'd like you to go on and, uh, and, and talk about and talk about and when, whenever you can talk to the Bachelorette about TAFE, about your apprenticeship, about courses that you've done, um, about your Hilux, all that sort of stuff. You know. Now, one thing I know you've got to keep your eye on the news mm. there, but this mouse plague. Mm. I mean, yeah, it was yeah. bad the other day. Yeah, now, yeah. can I put out a call, a shout-out to all feral cats? Yeah. I mean, what's the feral cat? What's the Australian feral cat population doing? People say that the feral cats aren't interested in mice. They'd rather tackle the pygmy possum, yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's more challenge there. They say ma- mice just basically walk into their mouths. Right. But we discovered that there was a ring of cats stretching from roughly the Shoalhaven round to the Hunter right. that was protecting Sydney. Right. Now, the mice seem to have got through that ring yeah. of cats. Yeah. Are you worried about them getting into town? Because they're catching the train, apparently. They're catching the train. They get on the train and get off the trains. They uh, jump off the train, little Homburg on, little suitcase, and, uh, and uh, run, run into Surrey Hills. The, What's the nearest we've discovered? Have you put out an APB for mice? There was a, there was a call into breakfast the other day of someone who said they'd seen the train from Moree come in and like 300 mouse ran out from underneath it and scurried off down platform 19. And uh, We're going to have to get people onto this. I mean, Can I I say, I think you're right, I don't know, because they're talking about poisoning the mice, which will then poison the food chain, you know, the eagles and the snakes and stuff. Couldn't we do something to attract the feral cats of the, you know, inner west out to the central west kind of thing to get them moving out? Sure, people say camels and pigs are our biggest, you mm. know, pest. Mm. Feral cats outnumber them by millions, I Fe- think. And feral cats eat, you know, billions of, of our, of our things. nice things, yeah. of, 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 of well, your possum. Earn your keep. Get out there and, um, you know, for once once we, we'd be thankful. Can I also say, you know, both HG and I are very well aware of how horrific this is if you're going through the, through the mouse plague and having to deal with it. It's a uh, absolute nightmare through, it is. through, well, through so many towns. It's just destroying everything. Yeah. Destroying yeah. everything. And I still don't, haven't had explained, although you may have had a person on your show, mm. what the conditions were that produced it. The, well, I have heard a few people, like I've heard people say, this is not uncommon that one set of conditions in, no, in no, the Australian you know, cycle of weather will lead to a, a burst of everything else, burst of the next thing. What's unusual about this is how long it's lasting. That usually it's, ah. usually it's like up it comes, that'll lead to a sudden burst of, you know, the, the, then all the, the eagles turn up from everywhere and they wipe it out. Or the weather conditions and stuff as well will also get rid of it. All the food supply runs out. Now, you've had a great season. You haven't, it hasn't got freezing cold. Um, you know, it hasn't sort of, it hasn't got to the point where it wipes it out. And there's been way too much food and way too much, um, you know, possibility. So it's um, for them all. So it's, it's been a bit hard. No, 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 I understand. Yeah. I understand. I mean, as you quite rightly pointed out, it'd be terrible to be living with. Oh, it's good. And they say and it stinks, it's horrible. And just the, you know... Like, there's no way of stopping it. There's no, at this point, there's no way of stopping it. And it's, I can imagine the, the, the effect on your nerves of just having the mice around Run all around. the time would be just it, ghastly. It would. Unbelievable. It would. Apprentice plumber needs a wife is a very good idea for a program. Ah, yes. This is the sort of thing that would start to get... Uh, 
get, get yeah. people going, wouldn't it? It'd be terrific. Well, uh, I think uh, I'm bludging on the blind side. We did prosecute for a long time the married at first sight to a rugby league player. That's a, isn't that great? Yeah, that's isn't one that's waiting to be happened. And also in so more recent times... So each team sends along a rugby league player and then they all get married at first sight and then as part of their premiership points... If the uh, oh, you've thought about this get, already. Three, Way more than we have. Get three extra premiership points if their if team they, wins. Yeah, what an excellent oh, idea! That's good, isn't it? And then the other day we came up with married. Uh, sorry, love at first flush, which is obviously a uh, a smaller, what would I say, space show, right? Where the rugby league player uh, films the adventures that happen oh, romantically, yeah. right? Uh, not not necessarily with premiership points up for grabs, but yeah. just to see how they're getting on. Yeah, okay. No, that's that's uh, that, that's very nice too. Uh, we are with everyone's full consent. And, well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah, course, I mean, we're course, sophisticated yeah. Australians. We yeah, have yeah. eateries now we and light rail. And uh, right. we're thinking about doing something at Oxford Street for the yeah, 12th time yeah, this year. Yeah. Dave has got to come up with a very terrific idea he wants to suggest on the agenda items. And thanks, Dave. New South Wales Government Revenue Bonanza, selling and leasing pedestrian crossings and road intersection spaces for advertising. So I think this is a great idea. If you think that between, you know, on your pedestrian crossing, you've often got, you know, it's a set of white bars mm. creating the zebra crossing effect. Mm. Um, what about in between? On the black, you could have, you know, rain and horn. You could have Hyundai. You'd, you know, you could sell that space in there. And, well, eyeballs. Would you rate the problem of eyeballs here? Meaning... Uh, As in you wouldn't get enough? Or? Yeah, you wouldn't get enough. I guess it's, it, you know, there's a lot if of cars... It dri- if it was cheap oh, it's to put it's going to be down. cheap, but a lot of cars driving over it. Um, they can get, you know, if, if, if it's, say, a rain and horn, they can also publicise the fact that they're supporting safe... Safe pedestrian. Yeah. You know, they, they get a bit of corporate... Can, can I uh, point out, your phone it? never stops doing that for you? What, pinging but, away and... Well, you know, uh, I'm interested in real estate. Well, just so it happens, rain and horn around the corner. Are you, are you, you saying... Know, on the phone. You seem to be proposing that there might be some sort of limit to advertising. Well, uh, I don't count discount stupidity here. You're right, right. Or uselessness. Yeah, or uselessness. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, I think what I, I like is his point that if there's a space, there I know, should be, should fill be it up. on it. You yeah, know. I know, fill it up. I, yeah. I mean, all for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, I, I, I just think that, um, uh, how do I put this? You feel that it may not be very effective. Well, who cares about that? I yeah. mean, people are paying their money. They take yeah. their chances. Yeah. What I was trying to get to was was that um, you don't want to become a laughing stock in advertising. Okay. To... Two, I can point to too many ads that are laughing stock. Right. The NRMA ad, which is a soap opera with the young kids looking after the koala by taking the... Oh, oh the, yeah. Stupid. I don't, know. Yeah, I don't know what that does. Yeah, no. Can you insure koalas now? Is that what that is? They're homes. Oh, they're homes. Well, insure a koala home. Well, yeah. I think that's what they're suggesting. I don't understand that. It took mm. me a long time to understand what the meerkats were doing on the TV too. I didn't, couldn't, had no idea. They were another insurance firm, actually. Were they another insurance firm? I'm pretty sure they tried. People will know. Yeah, I was looking at them They're, for a they're long off time. at the moment. I think they're on holidays. Oh, that's good. They got out at Class A. Mm. It never made me feel like I could, I'd trust them either. Uh, it's like whatever they were doing. Mm. They weren't very well realised, though. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, can't you see, I could also see on the pedestrian crossing, what about motivational messages? You know, what about like, sort of... Be your best self. Be your best self, that kind of thing. Go know. in hard early. Yeah, that's right. You know, or if, or if, if you know, City of Sydney Council or Liverpool Council or whoever wanted to put some sort of, you know, public spirit, don't, you know, uh, put rubbish in the bin. Um, ah. You know, love Liverpool. 
um, you know, some stuff that's sort of about, stupid, about the place or a little fact about the place. So oh, yeah. you might, I think we're wasting that space between the white bars. No, I could see community service, public service announcements being very good there. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's very good. Thank you so much for that. Um, Desire, what about building and constructing mini nuclear power plants every uh, 60, mil- every 60 metres along any Sydney street? I don't know, is that is that a lot? That, would we need a mini nuclear power plant every 60? I would have thought, you know. I, we've discussed this at length one, on one this show, is using schools. If you yeah. want to normalise something and make it look appear, you know, completely safe, stick it in a school. Yeah. Uh, we at the moment, I think we are heading towards some sort of rapprochement with nuclear power. Yeah. And if we could have, in the old days, I remember explaining that I was an incinerator monitor. Oh, yeah. And was able yeah. to go down and put the old orange peel and bits of paper yeah. in, the, in the big furnace. Yeah. Now, imagine somebody coming home, Pam coming home and said, guess what, Friday, yeah. the new team has announced that right. I'm the nuclear power monitor. Yeah, I'm Rod Monitor. Rod Monitor. In they go. <laughs> It'd be good, wouldn't it? Oh, That's be a thrill. So you can you can see the school of the future. It's got a water tank. I would. It's got a veggie patch. Yeah. It's got a chicken coop. Yeah. It's got a little nuclear reactor. And it's got air conditioning. It's got and the air conditioning is being provided by correct, obviously the uh, the hot rods. Um, <laughs> it's it's very good, isn't it? And the, some of that power, of course, is going out to the grid. Uh, well, all most of the power earning going money out, for the going school. Out the grid, earning money for the school. Yeah. And On they go. Remember, of course, it powers the uh, poker machines out the front of the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, where the parents can put yeah, something yeah. through for the kids yeah, each yeah. day they come to pick no, them up. That's a very powerful idea. So uh, thank you so much for bringing that back to our attention. That's uh, very, very good. New South Wales quarantine site at the new Western Sydney Airport. Lay a quick runway. Could be levelled out by now. Uh, set up a quarantine village from oh, prefab houses. So good. It's, uh, it's absolutely so right, isn't it? Because in a sense, couldn't you build – couldn't you – automatically, like right now, just turn that Western Sydney, the airport site, into a quarantine site, delay the airport for a bit. We can, well, you can what, build around it. Well, but we've only got three planes a day coming into, in, into Mascot. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be a while before we're going to need that capacity again. So you could lay the runways out, then just put a, you know, a few, just lay out the um, school demountables on those and you've got an automatic quarantine station, haven't you? <clears throat> you know... Uh, for many years, an exercise was set at Sydney University Architecture Department about building a house out of, uh, you know, obviously sust- in a sustainable way, out mm. of waste products. Right. From tyres to plastic bottles yeah. and so on, or yeah. real bottles and stuff like that. Mm. Imagine a series of houses yeah. in the quarantine station built by students from Sydney Uni That's who so had good. were using already existing materials. Yep. Now, obviously, the local council is going to go to berserk and say, well, none of these are available at Mitre 10 and we want people to go to Mitre yeah. 10. But, you know, well, yeah. forget that. You're yeah. trying to do something for the world here, yeah. for the planet here, yeah, that's terrific, for Australia it? and its health. So there's the milk crate house, you there's can, the, the uh, milk bottle house, there's the chip well, packet house, there's the tyre house. Oh, now you're thinking. There's you no see, end, is there? I know. I know. I there's, know. The, there's the batteries out of the, uh, out of the Prius house. Um, There's <laughs> just no end of stuff that you'd be recycling through there. Yeah. That could be very... I mean, at the moment where... I think last week there was a getting together of people from Coles and Woolworths and some of the big Aldi and so on, mm. saying we've got to reduce the amount of plastic, mm. one-time-use plastic in the mm. community. Well, what better way than shoveling yeah. it over there? And I know with heat you can do wonderful things with plastic and maybe turn it into bricks. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not. You can't vaporize it. Well, it I'm pretty sure you can't. I think they're doing that sort of thing, pressing yeah. it into bricks and road surfaces. Road surfaces, I know. All that sort of stuff. Mm. So well, surely, just about the gas it gives off. Surely, you could build a whole bunch of dwellings uh, for people. They're only going to be there for two weeks. 
you know. That's true. Um, I mean, it's not as though it's a lifetime commitment. No, no. But I take your point entirely. Why not be able to land planes? Now, didn't the boss, and when I say uh, Scotty from Carpet, Carpet mm. when I mentioned the boss, mm. didn't I see him knock back a proposal in Queensland because the airport where they were going to do it didn't have a big enough runway for the planes? Ah. I think that's, don't quote me on that, but I think that's the story, is he mm. complained that the Warner, Warner Vale or whatever it's called, airport, right. can't be Warner Vale because right. it's a separate area, but the Warner-controlled airport in Toowoomba or something like that wasn't big enough for the big planes right. that they'd be bringing in. Yeah. Well, bring people in in a smaller plane, but be that as it may, I think the big planes can land between the fogs at Badgerys Creek. That could be all right. Well, the other thing that they're talking about is making Newcastle an international airport. So if you make Newcastle international, you can make Western Sydney Airport a quarantine station for a while because you can still land, you know, land the Singapore Airlines uh, from Kuala Lumpur out at at Newcastle. And QF1 from London. QF1 from London out there. That'll be very good. Uh, ben in Emu Plain says, I'm all for branded tollways and tunnels. They're soulless and boring. I don't want to pay for them. Bring on the Mitsubishi M7. It's a Naming nice, rights. Naming rights to the, to the uh, I was going to say the Northern Exposure. Um, the, um, what's North Connects. North Connects. Um, you you know, mean there could be the Aldi North Connects? The Aldi North Connects, but all the way along. And then they could have ne- next week in the centre aisle, all the way along, you know. Because they, they've put in things to distract us because they know it's boring. And so I think we'd be fine with a little bit of advertising here and there. And that's, that's not advertising, that's useful information, really. They are pretty that's dull. You know. I hadn't thought of them quite like that. I've, I've put them up as a, something I have to get beyond, if you mm. know what I mean, to mm. get to where I'm going. So yeah. I tolerate yeah, that's right. them, but I'm not, making them interesting would making be good. Making them interesting. You know, we, but remember, congestion comes to your help here. Because yeah. if you can get your nails done and tyres changed and a, a coffee bought to the car yeah. because of all the technology we've got, which would go in those yeah. and fit in those freeways, then maybe that does... Break it up a bit. Yeah, that's right. And then so, but but the um, we we've been very keen on that. But that doesn't mean that there won't be. You couldn't have advertising as well. Oh no, 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 be, no, uh, no. I take your point. And in fact, we've always said that the, the big part of the congestion economy is the advertising revenue mm-hmm. that comes from the eyeballs, as you were saying. If you've got a lot of eyeballs stuck in the one spot, right, it's perfect. You can run ads past them. Mm. You know, all, all your all your um, bus shelter billboards now all move. They all have you know rotating posters and. You know, virtually video in them. They're very exciting. It's terrific. Next. Um, I'm wearing a tracksuit made from recycled plastic bottles and it's very, very comfy. Yeah, it would be. So, yeah, it's good. We have to worry a little bit about microplastics there. But, uh, look, microplastics is a coming worry. I mean, it is a worry that's here right now, but we've got enough to worry about. You, you can you can park microplastics. It's, they're not going to go away. No, but um, you can you know you can you can you can worry about them in a little while. What about a beer fountain where the uh, fountain is in Oxford Street? Yes, that's an interesting idea. Um, could we you could we make houses out of Lego? What if you donated all the used Lego? Has anybody ever built an actual a full size house out of Lego? It's we'd exciting, have to, isn't it? We'd have to ask, um, what's his name on Lego? Oh, yeah, Brick, brick Man or whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Brick Man on uh, brick man. Lego Masters. But, I mean, you think about all the Lego in the world and all the Lego in Australia. It sits in a box. The kids, <coughs> the kids grow up. At some point, you pack it in a box and put it in a cupboard somewhere. It never comes out again until the, right. gran- the grandchildren arrive, right? right? So that Lego could head off and um, be used to make houses for the quarantine station. Have you seen the house that's been done by a 3D printer? Oh, yes, that's another yeah, exciting see, thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, that's a re- I'd say that was more That's more what you're than, seeing. Yeah, more possible. Well, you can probably melt down the Lego, use that as yeah. the printing medium. Ink. Uh, the ink, so, so, so to speak, and, uh, and oh, off it goes. Yeah. 
Uh, I just want to tell you about the New South Wales government plan to build a waste incinerator at uh, Bungonia. It's going to cost $500 million, take about 10% of a Sydney's red bin uh, waste and produce 28 megawatts of power. Would you like to be an uh, incinerator monitor down there? Residents apparently not very happy about it. Well, I can um, understand. Says uh, Richard from Bungonia. Um, I can but understand. I think the exciting opportunity to, to again be an incinerator monitor and being brought Hang back. Hang on, it's a, it's a half a billion dollar project. Half a billion dollar project, a waste incinerator on Jarora Road, Bungonia, and um, it'll, um, it'll produce 28 megawatts of power. Is that much out of... Well, I suppose every depends year, what they're you know, burning, of course. Um, but, but hang on, this is just... We shouldn't be doing this. No. no like, this is just absolute madness. Yeah. Um, hang on, half a billion dollars. Uh, mm. You know, you'd want to get something more than, you know, what happens to the ash, for instance. Yeah. Uh, what happens to the... Yeah. Which is probably fairly toxic yeah. in, in itself. Uh, I assume it's a high temperature one that burns a lot of it, a lot of the things in it. Yeah. In the, um, uh, I, I don't know. I just can't get. Me, I haven't seen that announced. No. Is that a state government thing or is that federal budget? This is what I expects about. I mean, a lot of things that are announced that uh, don't get enough announcement get re-announced <laughs> here, and um, I think that's very good. Thank you so much for for sending that through. I mean, in, in one sense, I'm sort of. You know, I'd, I'd, like you, I miss the incinerators of my childhood, mm. um, but uh, I can see that they are a problem, and perhaps we shouldn't uh, we shouldn't have that, uh, that 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 happening. They've got to do something else with waste apart from burn it. Surely, mm, you'd think so. Agenda item for Exbec: Instead of revamping Oxford Street, why not run Mardi Gras every weekend? It's a nice idea, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Well, you hang know. on a minute. You could. They run... did try that during the eighties. <laughs> I mean, the Albury Hotel was sort of yeah. Mardi Gras every weekend, but then obviously the powers of B didn't think that was a good idea. No. I'm not sure the history of the Albury Hotel. Anyway, mm. be that as it may, mm. you're absolutely right. It was every weekend. That's right, and I don't think that was legislated into existence. Is the no, which no, is my, no. my other point? There was no. there was no. They didn't, didn't plan to attract the creatives. No, it was uh. a culture. I mean, yeah, forget your creatives. Their yeah. relationship with culture is remote. Yeah, that's right. Uh, look, thank you so much for your agenda items. Uh, very, very good, and uh, thanks for sharing them with us the, uh, this afternoon. H.G. Nelson, thank you for your contributions as always. Um, you know, these selfless contributions you make to uh, planning in Sydney and state. You'll uh, now spend the, the you know, turn your, your extraordinarily versatile mind to uh, problems of rugby league. Yeah, uh, oh, rugby league, yes. Mm. This whole crackdown that's got everybody talking rugby league again, mm. and more importantly, talking referees. Yeah. That's where the action is, referees. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can see the court cases, the response from headquarters measures the court cases that are looming. Yes. Uh, bludging on the blind side will occur at midday tomorrow with H.G. Uh, Nelson and rampaging Roy Slaven. Wherever you listen to this, you'll hear that. Yep. And uh, it's excellent. It also comes out of the podcast, so you can listen to it uh, during the week. Thanks, H.G. We'll see you soon. Delighted. You're listening to James Valentine on ABC Radio.